Welcome everybody and I hope all is well. We will be continuing with our online services until we hear from our president. We will keep you posted of any changes going forward and thank you for your generosity in this time. Please continue by using the banking details on the screen. And if you are in need of any prayer or any ministry, please contact your home group leader or the church office and we'll be happy to help where we can. And now, join us for some time of worship and the wait by Dumi King. Enjoy.
Good morning and welcome to City Based Church Online. My name is Dumi and I hope this message finds you well. I trust that you would be encouraged by what I have to share this morning. I'm grateful to the eldership for trusting me to bring this word this morning. And yeah, I really trust that you will be encouraged. We've had a few things to pray about this week. I feel like our church WhatsApp group has been particularly busy this week and um, we had some hard things to pray about and to contend for, but I've been so encouraged to see how faithful God has been to answer the prayers. Because we prayed, we have successful removal of tumors in the brain that have taken place. Because we prayed, emergency C-sections have, have stopped and mom and baby are home doing well because we prayed. Because we prayed, we have people that are walking around not needing oxygen. We've got uh, people discharged from hospital when the situation is looking really bleak. We're so grateful for the powerful weapon we have in prayer. Those things are not coincidence. We know that we can call to God and He will answer us. I must admit there were times when I was feeling a little bit discouraged, a bit despondent. I'm reading the book of Luke at the moment and I find myself at Luke 18 and it says, one day Jesus taught the apostles to keep praying, never stop or lose hope. When I read that, I thought, man, my, my faith is stirred that prayer is a powerful weapon and to continue to not stop and to not lose hope because God will come through. And so I see in scripture this taking place time and time again where prayer is used as a weapon. And I'll be reading about a time in history where the king of Assyria was going to attack Judah, which was led by Hezekiah. And this to me was so encouraging and I'd like to share it with you this morning. The king of Assyria was known to be a very powerful man. He had defeated all the northern lands. Uh, the north of Judah, um, of Jerusalem was taken over from him and he was making his way down to the south. And all the people um, he, he fought with, he conquered and he moved on and so he was so powerful because it was almost like a snowball wherever he went he conquered and he, he had those people and now he was wanting to invade Judah and this was posing a big threat to the people of God and this is the account. Second Chronicles verse 32 After all that Hezekiah had faithfully done, Sennacherib king of Assyria came and invaded Judah he laid siege to the fortified cities, thinking to conquer them for himself. When Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come and that he intended to wage war, he called all his men together and he decided to block the water so that they wouldn't have any water should they come and invade. He called all the men together and they worked together. They built the walls, they built towers, they built another wall outside and they reinforced the terraces of the city of David and he made a large number of weapons and shields. Hezekiah was a man of God and he walked closely with the Lord and even there it's mentioned how um, he had done so many things successfully. He had done away with the idol worship and he was leading the people. And so because he was walking so closely to the Lord, he called his people together to encourage them um, during this tough time. Hezekiah encouraged them with these words, be strong and courageous. 
Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria and his vast army with him. There is a greater power with us than with him. With him is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people gained confidence from what Hezekiah the king of Judah said. They were trusting God. They were looking to God to rescue them. They, they did all they knew to do. They, they made weapons. They um, blocked the water. They increased the walls and they fortified all the terraces. And Sennacherib was on his way and he sent messengers with this letter. And this is the first letter that we see in this time. And this letter is from the enemy. So just remember, this is the letter from the enemy to God's people. This is what Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says. On what are you basing your confidence that you remain in Jerusalem under siege? When Hezekiah says the Lord our God will save us from the hand of king, the king of Assyria, he's misleading you to let you die of hunger and thirst. Did not Hezekiah himself remove this God's high places and altars, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before one altar and burn incense on it? Do you not know that I and my predecessors have done to all the people of other lands? Were the gods of those nations ever able to deliver their land from my hand? Who of all the gods of these nations that my predecessors destroyed has been able to save his people from me? How can your God deliver you from my hand? Now, do not let Hezekiah deceive you and mislead you like this. Do not believe him, for no God of any nation or kingdom has been able to deliver his people from my hand or the hand of my predecessor. How much less will your God deliver you from my hand? And he continued to throw insults to the, to the living God. He continued to make the people fearful. The Bible says that, he, he, he was hurling insults at the people that were working on the wall to terrify them and make them afraid in order to capture the city. So we can see he uses a lot of his fear and, and domination and manipulation. And he knows that as soon as he gets the people of a city to fear, he's conquered it. He's done that so many times. It's pretty intimidating. And it's, it was true. All he was saying was true. He was powerful. And he had done it before and he knew exactly what to do. And there was a vast army on the way and the people of God were indeed surrounded. So this was not play play. This, these were the facts. This was actually taking place. And maybe this feels familiar to you. Maybe you're faced with a huge problem at the moment. Maybe your health, maybe your finances. Um, and the enemy is calling out to you, causing you to be fearful and wanting to steal your city, which could be your joy, which could be your peace which could be your, your health, your, your finances, your marriage. And he's asking you today, what confidence do you have? What confidence do you have? And we need to know that we can have full confidence in the King of Kings. In 1 John 5 verse 14, it says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, we can we can just know for sure that God is able to save. We do not have to be fearful. We, don't, we do not need to be fearful or despondent. Hezekiah's response here is to go to the Lord. So he's received this letter and the facts are in front of him. And the first thing he does is go to the Lord. What is our response? What is our response when we are faced with hardships, when we are faced with trials? 
I trust that our first response would be to pray. Our first response would be to go to the Lord. Psalm 17 verse 6 says, I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayer. So he took the letter from his enemy and took it before the Lord. I pray that this would be your response. Maybe you've received a letter. Maybe you've received some bad news, a bad report from the doctor, a bad report from your work, a retrenchment letter, a letter that has flipped your life upside down. And you're holding this letter and you do not know what to do. Your life is, is in a panic. You are frightened. You are, you are, you are, you've got all these things waiting for you. These are real problems that you are facing. There is a real enemy. There is a real um, sense of um, panic and, and frightened and just fear that has gripped you. I want to encourage you today to take it to the Lord in prayer. Because Psalm, Psalm 145 says that the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Some of you may have received this letter with very bad news, but I want to encourage you today. What Hezekiah did was take it to the Lord and pray about it. He took that letter and he cried out before the Lord. And there's a second letter that I would like to speak about. This is the letter that is actually mostly true. This is the letter that matters the most because this is the letter from the living God. This is the letter from the King of Kings. And we find this letter in Isaiah 37. Isaiah 37 says, verse 21, Isaiah, son of Amos, sent a message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, because you have prayed, because you have prayed to me concerning Sennacherib, king of Assyria. Isn't it amazing that that was the first response? And because of that, God is willing to make things happen. God is going, prayer has changed, has moved the hand of God. And reading this, I'm excited to know that we are not praying to a mute God. We're not praying to a dumb God. Sennacherib had, had, had seen the other gods that have been fashioned by man's hands. He had seen the other gods that he was able to defeat because they were dumb and they were mute and they were created by man's hands. Those gods cannot save. Those gods cannot deliver. This God he had not come across yet. This is the living God, the uncreated one, the one that is able to save, the one that is able to deliver. Now God is, is, is pleased to see and is, is pleased to, to come through for his people because they prayed. Hezekiah went before the Lord and prayed. Prayer should be the number one response. And this is what God replies. This is God's response. And he's speaking to Sennacherib here. Who is this that you have ridiculed and blasphemed? Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes in pride? Against the Holy One of Israel. Remember, they had never seen this before. They are used to conquering. They're used to moving ahead. But unfortunately, they had not met the King of Kings. I encourage you to read the whole letter. It's quite long. And for time's sake, I will not be able to read it. But I will move down to verse 20, 33 where the Lord says, this is him prophesying what is going to happen. This is what the Lord says concerning the King of Assyria. He will not enter the city. Or shoot an arrow here. He will not come before it with shield or build a siege ramp against it. 
By the way that he came, he will return. He will not enter the city, declares the Lord. I will defend the city and save it for my sake and for the sake of David, my servant. Hezekiah heard the life-giving words and we also have a life-giving word. We've been given the Bible when we are in need. I just see how it was encouraging for me to go to the book of, uh, of Luke and read. We need those life-giving words. We cannot just read that letter, that disappointing word, that threat that comes from the enemy. We need to, to read the life-giving word. And Uncle Peter often says that the facts do not change the truth. And I love that because that's what God says. We can have full confidence to know that we will be delivered. And why would they be delivered here? Why were they going to be delivered? Why was God's hand going to be moved? It was because he prayed. What happens next is a huge miracle. And Hezekiah doesn't even go and face the army. Hezekiah cries out to pray. He calls his friend Isaiah and they cry out to God. And the Lord sends out the command. And the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, there were all the dead bodies. The enemy that was about to attack and destroy them, their biggest threat, that impossible problem, that threat, that thing that was bugging them, that they couldn't get over, that just seemed so impossible, it was taken out. God had taken it out and they were saved. They were delivered because they prayed. They prayed to God and God came to their rescue. Sennacherib, king of Assyria, broke camp and withdrew. He returned to Nineveh and stayed there. Remember the word of God said that the way that you came is the way that you will go. We say that to those situations today that are causing such, such uh, fear and heartache, that the way that they came is the way that they will go. God is faithful. God is wanting to come to our aid. And when we pray, God wants to hear our prayer. He wants to hear and to respond. He wants to be quick about it. We can see now that the, the, the Hezekiah and the Judeans and God's people, they didn't even have to go out. All the weapons that they had readied, they didn't even have to be used. They woke up the next morning and the problem was gone. God had sorted out their problem. And we can be so grateful um, because God can do, can do it any way that he wants. And sometimes it's quick, sometimes it takes a little bit more persisting, persistence. But when God has taken care of it or when God is taking care of it, we can be confident. We do not need to be afraid. We do not need to be, uh, we do not need to despair. Prayer is a mighty weapon. The Israelites cried out to God and fought the battle for them and they got the victory. So don't mess with God. Don't mess with God's people. This is the confidence we can have. Our God is not mute. He's not dumb. He's not powerless. He's not fashioned by the hands of man. We serve the uncreated one, not like the other gods that they had seen before. Nothing is too difficult for the Lord. Prayer is not passive. We can pray, we can hear, we can take the steps that need to be done. Prayer is enough. Prayer is a weapon. When we pray, God gives us direction on where to move. You can be praying maybe about a job and God can direct your steps. But I encourage you to be sending out that CV. But pray. I started off with Luke 18 and I would like to go back there. 
Jesus was speaking about persistent widow there. The widow was going to the judge and, and seeking justice. And every day she would, go, she would go to the judge and ask for justice. And this judge didn't care much for the people. He couldn't care less about what was happening, but she wanted justice. And so she kept going back and going back and going back to him. And because he, he was so annoyed, he eventually just said, um, he eventually ruled in her favor and she got what she wanted. Luke 18, verse 7 to 8 in the Passion Translation says, Don't you know that God, the true judge, will grant justice to all of his chosen ones who cry out to him night and day? You can cry out to God night and day. He doesn't tire of our prayers. He, he's not afraid of us. He, we can cry out to him night and day. He even encourages us to continue and to be persistent. He will pour out his spirit upon them. He will not delay to answer you and give you what you ask for. God will give swift justice to those who don't give up. So be ever praying, ever expecting, just like the widow was in the judge, with the judge. Yet when the Son of Man comes back, will he find this kind of persistent faithfulness in his people? That was a hard question. When Jesus comes back, Will we be found as faithful people, people of faith, people of persistent faith, praying, a people that are praying, a people that are standing in the gap? Or are we discouraged? Have we given up? God is calling us to not give up, to be like that widow, to keep asking, to not give up, to not be discouraged, to not be despondent. Now, more than ever is the time to pray. Now, more than ever is the time to not be hopeless and be discouraged. Keep praying don't stop and don't lose hope. Prayer is powerful enough to move the hand of God. We need to remember that. I often wondered what prayer actually did in the spiritual realm. Will we pray, would we pray often if we knew what was actually going on in the spiritual realm? Jesus called his disciples to pray with him in the garden and they fell asleep and then he went and prayed some more and he came back and they were asleep again. And I've often wondered if they knew what they knew now, <laughs> would they not have pushed through? I often wonder if we knew what was actually going on in the spiritual realm with prayer, would we take it so lightly? Would we just give up when we do? Would we, or would we push through? Would we be the ones praying at 3 a.m. in the morning when God wakes us up? Or would we just fall back asleep? Jesus was about to be crucified and he needed his friends to pray with him. They, of course, didn't know and didn't realize that that was going to take place. And so I don't think they saw the urgency or the seriousness of it all. And I just pray that we would not lose those opportunities to pray, those opportunities to shift things in the spiritual realm, because we have the opportunity to. We have the opportunity to do that. But right here and now, we can be those who are found crying out to God, knowing that he hears and that he will answer. I'd like to take this opportunity to just encourage us to pray for those things that are still on the um, church group, whether it's for the sick. If you're watching from home and you're not feeling well and you've got things that you're facing, your finances have taken a dive because of the situations that we're facing. Maybe you're feeling a little bit hopeless and a little bit discouraged. I'd like to spend a few moments of prayer just to encourage us and the Bible tells us to, to pray with thanksgiving, you know, to pray as if God has already answered us and um, 
yeah, we just thank you so much, Lord, that we've given us this weapon. Prayer is a powerful weapon. Let's not take it for granted. Let's not um, forget how strong it is. When those letters come, when those things come to remind us and to, to ask us where we get our confidence, we have the word of God. We have that second letter. We have the confidence um, to know that God is faithful. And God answers our prayers and we can rely on that track record we have with Jesus, that track record where we've seen him be faithful. When we are facing tough times, we can draw on those things. We can remember how God has never failed us before. And because he is not a man that he should lie, he will continue to be faithful to us. So if you're at home and you're not well, if you are facing tough times and tough trials with family and um, and you're facing situations that just seem so impossible and dire and maybe your heart is just tired and it's heavy you've got um, the enemy hurling insults at you causing you to fear I'd like to pray this morning Heavenly Father thank you so much that we've seen in your word that you've given us the biggest weapon the most powerful weapon prayer we thank you that when we pray you hear us you call us to pray so that you can come to our rescue. Thank you that you delight in those who come to you. you are, your hand and your arm is not too short to rescue us. When we pray, we are praying to a powerful God, to an all-knowing God, to an all-powerful God who is able to save us from our situations. We're not just hopeful. We're not just um, crossing our fingers, wondering what's going to happen. We can have full confidence to know that the King of Kings hears our prayers and that the king of kings is able to save us from our enemy and we thank you that you can heal those right now who are, are not well we just thank you mighty god that um, we can just command healing on those bodies we thank you lord that you can help those who are battling financially we thank you that they would look to you and that they would be rescued as well that you would come through for them Thank you for those marriages that are battling, those relationships that are battling. Father, we bring them to you and we ask that you, that you would come and that you would rescue them. We thank you for that word we saw, that, no, that that king would not step foot into Judah and Jerusalem. Um, we thank you, Lord, that those sicknesses, that those diseases, those finances would be, would be sorted out and that you, you would rescue us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. I really do pray that you are encouraged. If you do need more prayer, please contact our church office. Please contact your home group leader or even comment um, here on Facebook or on YouTube and um, somebody will, will get in touch with you to pray with you um, and to lift you up. Uh, we're not always um, all uh, strong at the same time. Sometimes somebody is strong and somebody's weak and we can lift each other up. And so I trust that that's what this message has done this morning, has encouraged you um, to know that you can just run to the Father. Amen. See you next week. Bye.